Hey everyone, welcome to the Content Rocks podcast. This is your host, Brian McKeever. I'm very excited to have this episode of the podcast where we talk about all things content by Kensco, .NET, Azure, and a little even into the Jamstack world, which is why I have an amazing guest back with me on the show, Tim Benix, Principal Hello. Developer Advocate at Uniform. Hey Tim, thanks for joining me. Sorry, I just interrupted you there. Please continue. That's okay. Hey, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're just having a nice conversation about there Uniform. And in fact, our topic for today is going to be all about personalization in your solutions and how Uniform solves the story of personalization. We're going to talk about you know, why you might want to use it. But most importantly, we're going to show how it works. I'm very excited. And I want to thank you, Tim, for taking some time to, to prep a little bit about a, a scenario that we can walk through. Sure. And it's fantastic for me because it's one of those things to where I've done personalization before, but not yet in this type of way. And you mentioned as we were kind of prepping that it's a little different than maybe anyone's used to. So it's a great learning experience for me and you, if you're listening out there on the podcast and, you know, we're really going to get right into it. So, you know, Tim, uh, tell me a little bit about why you think personalization is, is important in or common in solutions that you hear people developing today? All right, sure. So basically, um, I've worked at agencies for like maybe 15 years or something. And I think literally every client we had at every project said, we need personalization. <laughs> and then maybe 10 projects out of those 15 years had personalization because it's actually pretty hard to do. And the thing that makes it interesting is, and all these marketers in these companies knew, um, if you actually go to a website and it behaves like you expect it to because you have a certain goal on that website, you kind of like the brand immediately. And it's much easier to then have a relationship with that brand and move forward. And as it turns out, if you have good personalization, you have something in the in the terms of 19% more conversion. And 19% is a pretty ridiculously high number, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like imagine you're Amazon and your personalization is on point. Selling 19% more each day is kind of, it's mind-blowing, basically. And right. so... We all aim to get there by creating kind of like a nice relationship through a storytelling kind of thing with your user and your content. And the thing is, if your website is slow, that conversion drops off again. Because we kind of know from Google Analytics and all these other research where basically if your site is slow, people just go away. They're not that interested anymore because within like... I guess a second or something. I, I forgot the numbers exactly. You have to kind of be like, okay, that's what's happening. Let's move on. And so the crux of personalization up until now, and of course there are some different solutions here and there, but the big problem is that it makes your website a bit slower. So kind of that whole 19% conversion gets negated again. And hopefully, and I think we did it at Uniform, we actually solved this problem. And especially because nowadays, if you want to have a really fast website that scales, you kind of want to be in the Jamstack, right? It's going to be on the CDN, it's static files. Personalization is completely dynamic. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I answered five questions in one. Mm -hmm. Did it actually make sense? It did. It did. And yeah. I, you know, your first answer, I couldn't agree with more. I have that same experience with our clients. Mm. Every discovery process, every beginning phase of a project, people want personalization. They expect yep. it to be there 
and we go through and talk about what that's going to require of those marketing teams. And what it means is really good quality content, yep. not just once, but sometimes two or three times for the different groups that you're going to target and your segments that you, you need to serve. So exactly. I think that's why it's hard to have full buy-in as you get through that, you know, that new build, that new branding site you're creating and you get to the end of the finish line, everyone's focused on creating the first set of content and, and launching and getting past, you know, you're kind of in that mad rush of go live. And then you kind of go at the end of it and you go, Oh, well, we have to do two variants more of, of this, hero image or this intro yeah. text or, and then they're okay yeah we'll get to that we'll get to that and then suddenly the deadline comes close and you know maybe it's not something that you get to and it, people start using phase two uh, pretty quickly in those conversations yes um, and you just talked told the story of my life at work <laughs> we literally had that every project yeah and then so next to it that it's hard organizationally right it's mm -hmm. also hard on the tech side because most of the solutions that you see out there are kind of um, rule-based and with an origin server, right? So you go to a specific website and it kind of knows who you are based on your cookies or whatever you came from. And then it has to ask the origin server, okay, who is this? What are the rules that you have for this person? And what component do I change now to show? But then it has to go to the server while the page is already rendered, right? And it has to come back. And either the page is not rendered and you have a white screen or things change up. And if it takes too long, that's kind of crappy for people. But on the other hand, there are so many rules. Um, we've seen projects that did do it, and they had like PhDs in rulemaking of personalization and segments and personas. And it's, it's just so hard to scale it, right? Yeah. And so in the end, we always had this project where say, hey, we have personalization. And they did the hero on the homepage. And that's kind of it. But then yeah. they did have it. But did that actually make sense to end users? Not so much, right? And so quite often, like you said, it's either in version like five or six or in the demo where the, um, the software vendor shows you, hey, we can do this. But in between, it's really hard to find. Yeah, yeah. So there's a tip for you for marketing or even if you're a developer, think personalization first in your projects. Talk about it immediately. Talk about it right away. Talk about it often. Talk about it ongoing in the basis. That is a successful approach to making sure. And this is something we're doing with some of our most recent engagements. It's we've used the phrase oh, cool. personalization first over and over. Ah. And it and it kind of helps people think that, yep, we're not done. Even phase one isn't done until we have two, three, four variants of some of our most exactly. important areas. So yeah. Well, I think you and I could probably talk about this all day, Tim, but I, probably. You know, I'd love to see maybe. <laughs> why uniform is different and, and how it solves some of the challenges that you just spoke oh, yeah, about. So sure. You have something so, ready for us, I think. Before I share my screen, maybe I can talk a little bit about the concepts and the philosophies we have behind personalization sure. that are slightly different and they have their own complexities, of course, because personalization stays in that complex field. But at least it's, it's a little bit more automatic and organic and it's, it's easier to use. And so our ideas are for now at least, um, no rules, no segments, no personas. Because these things make you think so deeply and put people in brackets that don't always fit. Because imagine I want to buy, let's say, a present, like a television for my wife. 
And I'm a certain age group, white dude with a beard who's a nerd, let's say, which which kind of fits us both, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so that's one group, right, that you can put me in. But the thing is, if my mom wants to buy a television for my wife, that's exactly the same goal, but yet another group. And that's another segment or another whatever you want to call it, right? But the thing is, if you have these two people with the same goal, you have two sets of rules now. But why would you have two sets of rules? So the whole idea that we're looking at is look at the intent of the user when they come to the site, right? And users generally give off signals. Based on these signals, we can kind of figure out, okay, they're going there and they click on that specific link. And it's almost like a Google Analytics flow where you kind of just follow people around on the site and based on the signals that they give off, we can figure out what the intent is of that user. And if you do that, and I'll show you in a sec how that works more, but um, we kind of build a score against the different intents that we have set up as personalization. So of course you have to think, what are the intents that people can have on my website? And so in the, the demo I'll be showing you in a sec, it's like, okay, this is a fashion website. So we have things for men or for hipster men or for women or sporty stuff. And so based on how people browse, we can figure out what their goal is almost like, right? And so every time an action happens, a signal is sent, we figure out, okay, that signal is attached to a specific intent. So add a bit of score. And so... A real-time scoring profile is maintained for each of the intents on the site based on the signals people give. And then automatically, a certain score is the highest. And then what we have is there's pieces of content that we have tagged against specific intents. Like for hipster men, we're going to show an image with a dude with a beard or something, right? And for, for women, it's not going to be a man on that picture, but a woman with woman's outfit. And so based on the score that we find from all these signals, we just find the one with most score, grab the content and show it. And we can do this in the browser or on the CDN edge. And we never ever talk to an origin server that has all the knowledge. And so that makes it super, no, it's not super easy. It's never super easy, but at mm -hmm. least it's easy to set up. And the tracking just continues and you kind of have an, it's not fully automated, but it's kind of a good vibe for developers to put that in. And it feels almost like I'm just tagging things and it works. Does that make sense if I explain it like this? Yeah, I think so. Let me, so um, the signals you're going to have to see it, I guess. Are, you know, it's the actions or activities that, that the website visitors are taking. Yes. And you're, yes. you're kind of using those to march toward calculating the intent of where those activities want to take yeah. that visitor. Yeah, exactly. And then based on that, you show stuff and you can do it on hydration time. So what we tend to do is, yeah. let's say you have five variations of a component that fit with different intents. We just, when you build the site in Jamstack, for example, we grab the JSON for all these. Mm -hmm. There's not that much, right? And they're all tagged against something. And so when our system looks at the the users that have all these actions and you get the points, you just choose the right component and show it. But I'll just show you on the okay. screen. Here okay. we go. Yeah. I think it's making sense yeah. so far, so I'm definitely interested to see it. Um, it's a bit of a different approach, right? Yeah. Okay. So what you see here is basically uh, it's one of our demos that we have. And so here, this is a 
a shop where you can see there's still some lorem ipsum here because it's mainly just a little demo. So we have a hero, we have some stories, um, then we have a featured product. Oh, um, actually, okay, this is coming back to me, I believe. Yeah, we Last have. Time we yeah. talked in the previous uh, podcast episode about composable DXPs. This was your solution that you weren't quite far, like fully finished, but it sounds like you've, you've got a little bit further into it now. Yeah, exactly. I think back then we, we showed you the beginning of what we were doing with this demo here. Yeah. And so here we have like some featured products, like a collection, and there's some Q&A stuff going on. And oh, at the same time, um, I have a farmer that's a neighbor and he just drove by with a huge truck. I hope you didn't hear that. Anyways, I will try not to be distracted by huge trucks. So um, basically what you see here is built with our um, tool that we call Canvas, which is this one here. And so when you have a look at the screen now, you can see that this is a product landing page. And in it, we have some slots. So we have a slot for header, a slot for content, and a slot for footer. And so in the content, here's where we're doing some personalization. And so I've set it up in a pretty simple way, but how about we just, let's remove it for a second. And we're also gonna remove our AB test, which is the same tag as the, the personalization. So we'll show that in a sec. Okay. Um, so let's add a hero. And of course, this is a content entry. And oh, yeah. so um, let's add the default hero. And so what you saw here now, is actually, um, this is an entry inside Kentico content. And when you look at the source of what we're storing here, it's like the hero um, here. So this is basically um, that content entry and the entry code name is default hero. And this is what's coming from the Kentico content API. Yep. And if I remember so right, the reason you're storing just the identifier is that way it doesn't have to like live twice in your system plus exactly. content, right? So we're, exactly. we're getting that reference of what you're choosing. And in case it changes over in the content side, which it probably will over time, yes, it you does. don't have to do anything here. It's going to still just work just fine. Yes. And here we just use um, the, your API to show this stuff. Also, it just connects to it. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of this is that in your front end, you can choose how you want to query content. Right, and so you query it. And so basically now uh, let's hit preview. And currently I'm running on localhost. And so this is that hero that we just added. Yep. But if I wanted to add, let's say another hero, oh wait, we don't have to do it like this. We can just unlink and say, okay, let's do the one for women, right? I'll, I'll just show you the difference. So now it's the women's hero. And this is just another item inside the Kentico content. And um, let's say we want to personalize our page for men's fashion and women's fashion. So now um, it's actually for women, but then we have something called personalize this. And so you see there's a personalization wrapper around it now. Okay. And you can just say, um, and this is actually an analytics tracking name. So if you do this the right way, if you set it up correctly, you will see in your Google Analytics the differences between men and women personalization. Awesome. Uh, it's actually something that's somewhat hard to do in a traditional world oh, where yes. you have a server, right? So this is a nice little benefit that we didn't Definitely. even mention in the intro. Like yeah. analytics will be aware of, it's funny because I had a client ask me this okay. uh, like a couple of days ago about, Wait a minute, which 
which variant would show up naturally in analytics and in, in that system. And I was like, well, pretty much one of them is going to show by default. So yeah, I'm, but I'm, you don't know which because right, it's server right, rendered, you know. right? It yeah. could be complicated. Yep. And so um, here, what we have now is we made this wrapper kind of, and inside this wrapper, we have this women one, but we have to tag it to the intent of women. And so this now looks kind of magical, right? But we'll go into how these intents and signals are set up. Let's just add another one, another hero, and do the one for men. And then we tag that one for men. And let's save. And so before we dive into how that setup is working with these intent tags, let's have a look if it works. So let's refresh now. Um, and of course, the first one we added in was women. And you know what? What we'll do is if there's no personalization, we want to see the default one, right? Okay, so we do another hero. It's going to be the default hero. And we don't add a tag. Okay. So now you see the default. And so what we could do now, and we, I, I won't fully set that up because that's a bit of work. Um, you could go to another page, let's say about women's fashion, right? You might click on a link somewhere. And then you can track the activity of the user that, with the fact that they went to this women's fashion page. And then when they come back to the homepage, a signal was given, hey, this person went to women's fashion. And then this system, this personalization rule here knows, okay, their score against women intent. Let me show you the women um, component. In this case, just to keep it simple for our demo, I've actually um, installed our little tool um, that we use for QA and development stuff, right? And what we can do, you can see our intents here. We have men, women, luxury women, and then hipster dudes. And so let's say, what if I went to a women's page and I scored 50? I set the scores, and because it's on hydration time, this directly changed. And so if you're browsing the website yourself and these scores are set, this will happen the same way. So it's basically instant. And so now you can see we have a score of 50 against women. But what if I went to a women's page once and to a men's page twice? Then the score becomes a bit higher. And then when you set the score, the men's hero now has more points, right? The intent against men is higher, so it shows that. And when you remove them again, it goes back to default. And so... Um, this actually was relatively simple to set up. And this means in your MVP, your first version, that should be also easy to set up and code. Right. right. And so, so that, that tool, Tim, so, that, that was a browser extension, it looks like? Yes. Okay. Um, you can just download this. You can just look for uniform in the Google extension store, or I think even in, in we have them also in Firefox and stuff. Okay. And it, it really just helps you a lot with like right now we showed you a very simple one, right? There's only four intents and only one component, but you can have 25 components that all have different rules and different scorings. And if you're a QA person or a developer and you want to see in this state, how does it look? Um, you better have one of those um, very granular, granular ways to do that, right? So like, let's say this is a profile, um, set the scores. Well, in this case, women is the, is the biggest because we didn't set it up for hipsters and luxury. So now it's easy, but now normally your whole page could change. So it's right. very handy to have something like this. Yeah. Um, let's cool. talk a little bit about how we set up these intents. Or did you have a question before? 
No, I was just basically impressed. That's no question. Ah, well, thank you. I, I enjoyed that very much because this is kind of a lot of work and this is our first, um, like before we were doing all this canvas stuff with these different sources, we wanted to, to nail down personalization and then all this stuff came in. And so now that we have it with like this nice interface, it's much easier. Sure. But how about let's let's have a look at this personalization and say okay so we have an intent for men here right that's what we just saw and so inside this intent we actually have um different um things set up and in this case it's actually a utm campaign and so this is a signal right this is a query string that says utm campaign equals men so we can actually try this if we just um, reset all the scores and we do uh, this UDM campaign equals men. And now that URL happened and suddenly there's my personalization happened because the URL is there, right? And now when we have a look at the scores, it scored 100. And so what we've done is we've added a signal with the type query string. And if the query string is a UTM campaign for men, um, add some score against that and do it once per visit, but it can happen all the time and it increases the score. And so doing these kind of things, you can also add behavior or let's say an event when you click a button mm -hmm. or I have a cookie somehow. And these things are pretty interesting because let's say this um, query string Generally, a UTM campaign string is, let's say, on LinkedIn or on Facebook, right? And so right, if a like person... Email newsletter or, or paid search ad or something, you're going to have that. Yeah, idea. for example. And yeah. the interesting bit about this signal is when you go on, let's say, Facebook and you see this ad and you're like, hey, that's interesting. Let me click that. It means that your intent for that website is it's a strong signal. Right? You're very interested in that fact that you click that. And so you can make that a pretty strong signal. But you can also say, let's do a behavior and just say um, behavior. And if I go to that page for all time, it's just 25%. And so now what we've added is, oh, I need to publish also. Um, what we've added now is when I go to that page and I look at something that can determine by behavior in a certain component that just fires this thing, it adds a little bit of score every time I do that. But then when I click the UTM campaign, you know for a fact I'm really interested in that. And then um, you make the score higher. So now we have two signals that are actually adding score against men in this case. And you can do a lot of different things with that because you can also, um, if a certain thing happens, let's say you added something to the shopping bag, um, you can then decrease score for this because they have already bought something or you can remove all of the intent score. Nice. And then suddenly after you bought it, you can go back to a different personalization after by, by decreasing that score again. And um, this is actually something that is in that sense relatively easy to grasp initially, but you can also do a lot of different things because well, let me let me throw this at you, Tim, because yeah, I sure, sure. I love what you have shown. But here's here's one of my favorite examples, we, especially if it's an e-commerce type mm -hmm. of site, and we're bringing together like you know Shopify or Ultra Commerce or something with with headless in, in terms yeah. of Kansco by content or content by Kansco, um, and searching internal searching. So I you know that user, they're at the the page, 
and they're searching for, you know, t-shirts versus shoe. Yeah. Where in your signals would that be an event that we would use or is that a behavior? Um, that is actually a very good question. And we get these quite often. And imagine you had to add intents for shoes of different colors, right? There's going to be a lot of intents. And that mm -hmm. actually doesn't make as much sense because it's really hard to configure. What we have is something we call enrichments. And these are basically uh, one step more granular inside these intents and signals. And so um, you don't see one now here. I haven't set it up. But what this does is you can, it's also made for more automated systems, like all your faceted, facet things for search, your whole um, taxonomy can go in here. And so I can probably show you this. Yes. So let's see if this runs. We're going off script now, but I like okay. it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so this one is a little demo that we did, which is one of our demo sites, but we've also added products here. And so let's say I am going to this conference and you can see there's a developer stock track and there's a marketer talk track and there's a shop, right? And right now you just see a bit of a mix of everything, different kind of products. And so let's say I like developing a developer talk track because I'm a developer, right? Scroll about and then when I go back to the homepage, um, it actually now says, take your development to the next level. This is the same thing you saw before. I just selected the right hero. But now you can also see these talks are a little bit more developer-driven here. And this is actually an Algolia search. Okay. And you can also see that this is a developer magic wand and a JavaScript hoodie now and a developer bag. So it's more developer-focused. And so um, that's still relatively the same as we just saw. But let's go into these enrichments now, because let's say I'm going to this hoodie, right? And I like blue hoodies. And this, when I click this, an enrichment is triggered. So I say blue. This becomes blue. And you saw just below that all of these search results are now hoodies that are blue. And so when I go back to the homepage, there are blue hoodies here. And so um, this is a very... Um, black and white result as in punch in the face let me show you we have blue hoodies kind of example right. of course but that's kind of how that can work right so now suddenly gray is the interest and then you show more gray and um, you can add to cart and you, you can do a whole bunch of things and now we're in the show let's see if that works when i hit checkout does that work oh it's actually oh wait it's actually going to a big commerce checkout now how about we don't buy a ticket <laughs> <laughs> now I just wanted to show um, and now I just click forget me for example and now it's it's the different products again yep. and so you can kind of use these automated um, product variables and stuff that you can then set up in that uniform um, system for enrichment so let me just go back to that where we just were need to make sure that I'm in the right yeah the content demo and so you can basically just go in and say, okay, let's add, um, what is this? Um, shoes. And inside shoes, we have blue shoes. Right now, I do it by hand, right? But we have uh, APIs and CLIs to just map whatever you have in your system okay. taxonomy and put okay. it in here. Awesome. And so now, let, let's just do this and hit publish. And let me just quickly um, rebuild. What we actually do here, and that's that's another thing we haven't talked about just yet. It's a bit more technical. I just restarted my application, right? And what you saw is this. 
our CLI that is running inside our app actually did, let's get the intent manifest JSON file from the API that is uniform. So when we open this link, oh, I need to show you, oh wait, I can show you in code. Um, basically what that is, is the configuration of um, all our intents and signals. Yep. And so it means, wait, let me just open it here for you. Oh, we're going so off script, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Um, here, intent manifest. So basically on build, this is what we download with our CLI. And so you're getting the man signal with the behavior we just made and the query string. Then you have the women one, then the hipster dude, and there's a couple ones. And now here we have the enrichments, right? We just added um, the red shoes and the blue shoes I didn't click save on yet. Sure. But sure. you can basically add all these things and also our tests. And so what this means is um, the, the bundle of JavaScript, this JSON is in your bundle on when you render the page. So it knows all the different systems from behavior to query string to all that stuff. And so because it has all this information, it never has to go back to an origin server or an API to know what to do with personalization because it knows it in your JavaScript bundle. And this is not a particularly big file, right? So it doesn't really increase it. Right, right. Awesome. Well, I love it. I didn't mean to push you fully off script. but the No, no, no worries. Uh, this is part of the game. I like it. Let me just clean this up for the, for, for the next person who has to do this demo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so there are so many more things. Like you can have, let's see if this analytics is working. And so basically um, you can see now, and this is quite interesting because we, we've shown this to people and they say, hey, but your analytics is not like super in-depth. And we actually said, yeah, but that's on purpose because we are yet another headless system. We are not a best of breed tool to do analytics dashboarding. No, that's Google Analytics for you or mm -hmm. you know, a segment or something like that. And so what we do is we just um, push information into Google Analytics or you can do that yourself because our whole uh, script system is completely pluggable. And we just query whatever we need to show you in here. And so we use the other, like we don't store any data. That's not our game. Um, however, there's enough to get from Google Analytics to see that there's more women uh, intense matched per session than men, for example. Sure. And so this is a really pretty interesting approach. Um, and here you can even go in. Let's see if that works. Um, there's not that much data here. Um, but you can see if, if you're interested in all these different like conversion rates and bounce rates, if you have more data, you will be able to see that difference. And we get all this from Google Analytics. So if you want an even more intense dashboard, you, you just do that yourself inside analytics. Here you can see this is the integration here. And um, this just makes it very interesting to see what people actually do, right? And what we tend to have as well is like, if people don't know how to start with personalization, because just just it's it's pretty complicated to just have this whole thinking exercise, right? So we just tell them think about the intent you might have on your site, set them up and let it track, but don't personalize just yet. And so after a couple of months, they come back and they see this whole dashboard full of stuff, and they will just see, hey, what were my intents and what are the most interesting things that people do on this site? Where do they come from? And then suddenly. The, the puzzle pieces just fit together and you can start adding that content.
but you start in your MVP. And if you have experience with these things, you can just build it right in. And um, otherwise, you can just learn from this a little. Right. Because there's actually one thing I didn't show, which which I think helps make the uniform pitch a little bit. I'm not here pitching a product per se, but this makes me excited about it. Because now we just personalized Kentico content stuff, right? But what if in the same interface, we can also personalize big commerce content? So how about look at this collection, right? So right now we have awesome stuff and we have a couple of different things. We can also personalize this. And so let's make this the default one and then add another product collection list. And then we can say um, luxury stuff. Let's see what we can find. And so we are now querying um, big commerce. So that's quite luxurious. Let's see that one. Okay, good enough. So what we've done now is we actually made another um, query to big commerce and we're gonna make that luxury. And um, let's see, yeah, we just need to say here, this is luxury, just have to put that in um, for Google Analytics. And so how about this one? Also, let's add another one here, another hero from Kentico for luxury for women and also make that luxury. And so let's see, did I start my, nope. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> this is the demo effect. Yep. No worries. There we go. Okay, so let's have a look at what we have now. So how about we reset all the scores and we just go... Um, so without any scores, this is that awesome stuff collection, right? And so when we now make that luxury... These are now luxury shoes and stuff and bags. And that hero is now for luxury women. And so we now actually personalized without any effort across multiple headless sources. And the front end didn't really change. We just have a component that queries this stuff and it gets it. And that's the magic of Uniform where our SDK is so flexible and so easy to set up that you don't have to sweat getting this stuff to work. And for a content editor, we just personalized across different headless sources. And we can make this um, very complicated and very big. And you don't have to do that much to get that to work. So I, I just wanted to show that one because that makes me as a developer quite excited. Because in your MVP, your first project, you can focus on storytelling rather than building this architecture. right? And right. if you have a good headless CMS like content that is so easy to integrate with, um, this is a breeze. Yeah. I mean, it's very impressive. I, I like the approach. And I encourage anyone who is maybe just listening to us talk about it, definitely watch the video recording on YouTube because I think seeing how easy Tim was able to just navigate through the screens, choose items, it was just configuration. He wasn't actually like yeah. changing the code in his uh, VS Code window. You uh, can, by the way, if you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm sure you could, yeah. But it's nice to do, but you don't marker. have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. Yeah. So I think, you know, we're a little bit over time. I, I want to wrap us home a little bit. You know, if anyone isn't sure about Uniform, I'm going to put up a, a link here uh, on the on the there feed. You, go. you know, create an account. It's Uniform.app. Check out the the actual site itself at Uniform.dev. I know Tim is is a great reference. 
In fact, he's going to be out speaking at a couple events that are coming up pretty important. Oh, yeah. Tim, do you want to I'll, you know, plug your events that you're speaking at? I, there's one that I'm very excited to, to see you at. I have a whole bunch of them. Um, actually, the one that is the biggest and makes me most excited is Gatsby Conf. Because yep. it's every year that's a huge one. And you know why? I'm a FUGS developer. And I got in at Gatsby Conf at my own merit, which yep. to me personally was like, okay, that's cool. And so I won't be showing that much code, but it's kind of a similar story to here. And, and that's one is a, it's going to be a really interesting one because Gatsby with the Jamstack and Gatsby Cloud, they're doing really cool things. Yep. And of course, today, I just updated my website that we have um, this lovely podcast as well. And there's a bunch of others. And if you're interested in that, you can go to timbenix.dev, D-E-V, to, to, to find everything about that. Fantastic. Well, Tim, I can't thank you enough. This has been very enlightening to see how Uniform pulls off personalization and actually composability as well with, yep. with Headless CMS and commerce analytics. Uh, if anyone has any questions, I know they can reach out to you pretty much at Twitter, your site. It's all over. Well, so we don't have to cover that too much. Um, you know, good luck at Gatsby, Gatsby Conf. That's a really uh, awesome achievement to, to be speaking at. And, you know, I would say uh, have enjoy the rest of your day. I, I saw the weather out behind you. So I'm just very jealous about that as well as we wrap up because I have to go back out to the snow here in a little bit. Oh, Probably yeah, no snow here. I'm lucky. Yeah. So It's cold, though, but no snow at least. Okay. Well, you're lucky because it's, it's not nice here. So. Uh, this has been Content Rocks, episode number six, all about uniform and personalization and content by Kensco. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. Cheers. Thanks.